today we have a selection of wine from Marcel Lafayette. Um, three wines in total, so the Ressin Gauloise. Ellen speaks French, so she often is responsible for uh, pronouncing all the wines. She correctly. says that, but I like to pronounce things sometimes poorly. Cabernet Franc being one of them. We have John, Schotter and Romance here. Even though we maybe should be trying Georgian wine, we have a Georgian wine, which we will visit. What's very interesting is there's a line between these wines and, uh, and I think the wines that uh, John Schotter and Romaz make. And what I mean by that is a wine that represents the great variety, the region um, and the person making the wine. Who is a better example of that? Marcel Lapierre. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think it will be interesting if we all discuss the wines together. I'd love to know what you guys think of the wine. So we just, whilst having a little bit of a chat together, <laughs> drank the Raisin Gouloise, which I guess is almost like a Beaujolais Nouveau in a way that it's a light, fruity, relatively simple yeah. style of Gamay. Kind of entry level, just quaffable, drinkable, yeah, affordable. Yeah. Well, it's good. I think for the, it's hard to find a wine of that quality, at that price point, and not mm. that I paid too much attention to prices, but um, it is, you know, a couple of times I was throwing a big party and needed a lot of bottles. Yeah. And, <laughs> and in terms of something that was affordable, but actually still alive and pretty and vibrant, uh, I think it's a great expression to come in. I think and those kind of wines are very important in people's yeah. houses to have. And this drinky, is, a, this is from a mixture of different plots of land that they have, which is part of the reason it's not, they're not claiming the appellation right. and they're not uh, trying to do it as a kind of a. Yeah, more, more important wine, but sometimes like this year we we crushed our Solicoria grapes from Emirati and we had two different plots that we bought in Sweary. Solicoria is a white grape variety yeah, that you Emirati. find in Western Georgia, Emirati, where Ramaz is making wine. Exactly, and the from other Sweary and from and the other one were from Shuagora, from Vani. And that's from, another from white Trichy. grape. No, uh, it's this, what I'm saying is we had the same grape from okay. two different vineyards. Oh, okay, sorry. And the interesting thing is we, we filled up two quevery when we were crushing, and then we had some leftover that we couldn't fit into another quevery, so we just put it in a stainless steel tank. And, and it was a little bit from That's the one vineyard and then a little bit from the other vineyard. And usually I'm, I'm kind of a terroir-driven, like the, <laughs> the place kind of matters most. But actually, these two Sulagori together was much more interesting than either of them on their own. It was really beautiful. So Happy accident. The point is that even though this is a little bit less expensive wine for the Lapierre domain, it's, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it gives us less aesthetic pleasure. Because I think that's actually important for people to know parts, that. Yeah. Because a lot of these like Vin de France things, if they don't have the appellation, doesn't mean that they're always lesser. It just means it's a different way of making something. You can still get really good wines from sure. Vin de France. But I think sometimes people get hung up on like, that's from here, especially with French wine, because people like they know the names. But I think yeah, And in terms of this it. wine, so it's a you know, we've said it's a line to fresher, sort of more fun wine. If you were trying to find a connection to Georgian wine, would there be a connection? Would it remind you of where would you place this wine? Would you place it or not? Like, uh, any thoughts? So there's a West Georgian grape called Aladastori. Yes, which um, Ramaz produces, Dimi, from... From Dimi's grape, yeah. yeah. Uh, this grape is very strange. Uh, late harvest grape variety, less sugar. Like, if, if, it, uh, if it has uh, the 17 bricks, mm. we are happy. 
This also is from La Pierre. Yeah, yeah, we've got three wines from La Pierre yeah, today. Yeah. So the entry level, the Brésil Gaulois, and then you can sort of crew if you like. <laughs> Makes it sound more like in his crew. Like it, like, <laughs> yeah. like I want to dress up the bottles in tiny jackets. <laughs> in his crew. More going on the crew. Sometimes I think in the life everything is better and it's fresher and younger. But sometimes I think when it's, they are vintage, Uh, yeah, everything, absolutely everything. The cheese and the wine and the... Uh, Love? <laughs> woman. Woman. <laughs> woman. <laughs> so you think they can be better younger and older? Is that what you're saying? Mm. Or are you saying they're better when they're aged? Tread over? carefully, there's two women here. Uh, <laughs> I know, like, Luke, oh, we're getting older every second. Different so, tastes. So, yeah. Yeah. Both different tastes. Different tastes. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, they're great. The same can be said, actually, in my dinner. Were you going to say the same could be said for men? Or? That's not true. That's <laughs> not true. Not true, I don't think. Better young girl. I'm <laughs> not going to get into it now. <laughs> But I'm curious, it's, uh, I like we tried the 15 first because I'm curious to see <clears throat> why we're tasting oh, these really? wines with you guys and why we thought it was appropriate to try them with you. The recent natural wine movement, wine tradition in Georgia has been preserved. But, uh, Marcel Lapierre kind of being part of the inspiration. I've been to the Lapierre estate and a family of friends of mine. Unfortunately, I didn't ever meet Marcel himself, but I know his uh, widow and his son, yeah. Mathieu, and Kami actually did a, a stage with us in Georgia. Stagia. So she was there for a few months, um, learning about uh, Quevery wine and teaching us about carbonic maceration. I think the, the wines are super beautiful. Sometimes right now in the natural wine movement, there's a feeling that the funkier, the more wild, the more anarchy there is in the wine, then the better it is. And I think... Um, why, you know, sometimes we want to listen to the Sex Pistols and sometimes we want to listen to Bach. You know, it doesn't make uh, one more important than the other. Right. But I think this is an example of a wine that 
anyone, whether they're a natural wine geek or not, they could appreciate the beauty in this wine. Absolutely. And it's quite classic and respectful of tradition and humble. I'm not saying that's the only genre of wines I'm interested in, but if I want to introduce natural wine to someone that doesn't have too much experience, then this would be a great wine to show. I think that the beauty here is kind of like undeniable. You know, it, it's there, it's pure, it's expressive, it's respectful of terroir, it's respectful of the tradition, and and it's been achieved through natural means. I totally agree with this, and this is what I find very interesting. And my point in this, and this is where I actually see the line between uh, this region, this producer, and Georgian wine, actually, is, you know, at the time where Beaujolais was really going down, it was not a region that was respected. Right. And I mean this not in the way that Georgia was ever disrespected. Georgia was ever disrespected, but it was not heard of. And actually, these guys and this particular person, in the same ways I think you guys are actually responsible for regenerating Georgian mm -hmm. wine for the outside world and bringing them into Georgia. This is exactly what Marcel Lapierre did for Beaujolais. He was one of a few people that were the movement that made Beaujolais the next fine wine region in France. I think it'd be safe to say that uh, Marcel and, and his friends that I mentioned before, people like Fouillard and Breton and Pouzelade, I think that uh, they actually played quite a big role in, in our lives, aside from myself, we, the rest of them are our friends, but uh, not just from a point of view of personal connections. I think that they shook the world of wine up quite a lot, uh, forced people to rethink what wine actually was, and and then that kind of opened, people started letting go of preconceptions and archetypes of what kind of genre of wine, if you're a Sauvignon Blanc drinker, yeah. they just only want Claudette. Um, so they kind of like uh, opened the doors for more possibilities and then a few years later when there was a healthy distaste for homogeneity then the Georgian wines hit the market which had a, right. a story, unique varieties, unique terroir, ancient traditions using the clay pots and everything. Had it not been for Terry and so they set the foundations yeah, to actually for, open for that for up for and Lapierre and Fouillard and these guys I think that uh, it would have been more difficult for us to make some sort of carve some sort of niche for our own wines in the market. Mm -hmm. But I mean, to such an extent, there's a one of our favorite wine shops in Paris doesn't even have a French wine in it. Amazing! Yeah. Wow! Like Cav. Like Cav. Between Chateaubriand yeah. and Dauphine. But that that shows how much people have changed. You know, right. that in Paris you can go and you can get some Croatian wine, Greek wine, Georgian wine, and there isn't this. Uh, well, it's kind of nationalism in wine anymore. Which you do see a lot in regions that create wine. Yeah, well, unfortunately. But fortunately, I think that's dying. It's being seen as very passive. It does serve a purpose, because I think it's not all negative. I think that when you have wine nationalism in that sense, it does keep a tradition alive. And if you open, if you, you know, there needs to be someone keeping those traditions in that place, keeping it yeah. French or keeping it Italian or yeah. keeping it Georgian. Because if you open yourself up to everything, you do lose a bit of yourself. The, the opposite of that though, I'm talking about not not everyone trying to be the same. Sure. But on the contrary, people comfortably celebrating our differences without making critical assessments of what is higher or lower. Okay, I it's agree It's a with celebration that and diversity which requires a respect to tradition and an understanding how things happened before, but it also, we're not uh, museum conservationists, 
if we're not creating something, sure. if our ideas are, are not new, then the tradition becomes like a, an exponent in a museum. And how do the three of you think about that statement and putting that into Georgian culture and Georgian wine? Today. Today. Right. <coughs> Marcel appears a picro. He said, I'm still thinking about Lafayette. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great person, great man, and uh, he made a big thing for the Beaujolais, for Morgon, for his village. But uh, I don't think the Marcel Lafayette's parents or ancestors have made the wine they like this to, to use the carbonic maceration because okay. it's impossible at the time. So it's very interesting to taste a real Morgot. Okay, so are you saying that the wines that came before were not made? Correct me if I'm wrong, Mas. Uh, um, Marcel inherited the vineyards from right. his father and he was not happy with the way the wines were being made. Okay. And he flipped it on the head and restarted. But I actually th- I think following the same ethos as Jules right. Chauvet, he actually just said, I don't want to pick these grapes when they're yeah. overripe or whatever. And, and he actually started using the same foundation of Chauvet. So picking grapes, grapes that are ripe and clean, working right. cleanly in the cellar, not adding new oak, right. you know, not adding massive amounts well, of Well, I think sulfur. this fits right into the conversation about tradition versus new. Because then it is like, when do you create a new tradition in a place? Because if it hadn't been done the way he did it before, then there must have been some, like blowback or what some, is tradition right what is tradition is it as you said earlier when carbonic we did the maceration was invented then though carbonic maceration has been around for a long time one technical way to make a natural wine without any additives that was more or less stable and, and, re- and you retain its freshness but if you're crushing in a palmento in sicily or in a sazanachelli in georgia mm-hmm. then a majority of the berries are going to go in whole Right, so there's just unnatural. Natural part of the procedure, which meant that the the fermentation was going to be slower and colder. So it's like cooking a soup over a fire in the forest or on your home range. Right. right? The slower and cooler the soup is made, the more aroma you have, the more integrity of the structure stays intact. And the hotter the the soup is, of course, the cooking, less then you're burning out the right. aroma and killing the structure. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, carbonic maceration is uh, the only thing I don't like about carbonic maceration was there was a period five or six years ago where it was like if you if you wanted to be cool, you made carbonic <laughs> macerated wines, and and for a little while, all different growers from all over France, Italy, and Spain that had quite different historic historical traditions, it was apparently most in France, you know, everyone started doing carbonic maceration, regardless of their soil type or where they were. They were just like having a go at it. And some of the results were very beautiful, but then it also felt like uh, another crutch. If if in natural wine there's a little bit of a spirit of rebellion and anarchy, then it felt like they were creating a new new dogma for themselves. And I found going to a lot of renowned natural wine bars, being bored by the similar quality of structure in the wines. Yeah, it becomes the same as any other yeah. art when everyone's having to go at the same thing. You know, I understand the spirit of trying new things also, because that also kind of works. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You hope they scrap it quickly right. and move back or move on. But yeah, I can see that it would be boring if you go somewhere and you're trying wines from all different regions yeah. and suddenly like, oh cool, everything has a little bit of that similar flavor. It's undeniable that the, you know, 
Beaujolais was a big part of reminding people of what real wine was, and maybe because Beaujolais had gone so far in the opposite direction mm. that there was a counter wave. The pendulum has to swing back. I was actually just thinking about pendulums and this. Yeah, yeah. we talked about this before. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's everything we're seeing even today in politics and everything else. But um, pendulums, you know, if they've gone very far in one direction, just the nature of. It has to go back at yeah, least it, in the opposite give, direction yeah, before it, it finds so its balance. Yeah, because it gives so much space for something alternative. Yeah. yeah, totally. When you're only working in extremes. Shata, what do you think? Do you have any comments or thoughts on these wines? So- we, we were talking about age and I think uh, this is about 26, 27 years old, like a person. Ah, feels uh, young to you. Yeah. Feels I like think, the spirit that you were in, right? Yeah, I think that's uh, like... <laughs> That you the time know. when it's when it starts a very productive uh, I think life. I'm dead. <laughs> no, Matt. We, we have Wait. a bottle of your wine in the fridge and we're going to prove that that is not the case. Well, if we look at the last couple of days, he's sleeping a lot more than we are. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knows he's going to become a man. <laughs> he's like, I know what I need to do. He's like, like, oh my God, I'm going to have to be up to three or four bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah. I have not comments about carbonic maceration because I don't know lots of about it. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think in Georgia we have a uh, lots of traditions, but uh, some of them wrong, some of them right. So uh, we have lots of information about wine because every uh, separate person they have their opinion, and uh, Georgian people mostly they are very sure. With, uh, with themselves that they think all of them know the wine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, because mm. I know, I think this is from, comes from the, it's in the in in gene and we have a, such a long tradition of making wine. We have this feeling that uh, wine is ours. It's like I was talking to Lexo like Sihela Shuli the other oh, day. Uh, and Lexo. I what? I don't know what he's saying, but I think he's like poking fun at him a little bit. When you struggle to say it without being able to fully translate, but she was already predicting what was going on. John, could you tell me about that? He said, could you say something that actually matters? You can tell he's giving a bit of shit then. He said that, you know, this 8,000 years and the clay pots, we have to just forget all of this. This is not what matters. What matters from us? When was As I understand, he's saying that there isn't any nationality in the winemaking. No, he's saying that uh, this um, we are proud now because we we say we know that uh, 8,000 years ago someone was making the um, wine in Georgia, but uh, in that time 
there was not exist a nationality. So it's possibly no one know that, but uh, let's say the, there will, were the people who were hunting, who are living in the caves and such a things. So no nationality. The thing that I understand from what you've said is that, you know, wine is very much a community. And I think what's really nice today is that uh, what we find, particularly with this natural wine movement or this reborn natural wine movement, let's say, is that uh, we're finding that there are people connecting from all different regions over the world and sharing their knowledge. You know, there is no nationality in wine making, that it's something that's shared between all of us today in wine. But people are breaking down borders and they don't care so much about, okay, well, I'm from here, this matters the most. It's actually, you know, what can we learn from each other? What do we share with each other? That I you think, have a common knowledge. I think there's two things here. One side of the spectrum that's quite dangerous is for us all to try to be the same. The yes. other side of the spectrum that's dangerous would be to think that we're better than someone else because right. we're different. The real way is to be yourself, have your own voice, and preserve some sort of distinction. And the distinction is going to be a, in an ideal world. It would be a marriage of the tradition sure. of the place where you're at together with your own sensibility and feeling and creativity. And I think this is, uh, sometimes there's an American saying that might uh, kind of illustrate this, uh, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yes. Right? We, there's something that you want to get rid of, but uh, that doesn't mean don't getting throw rid of all everything. The parts, right? you know? Be able to have the discernment to understand what to keep and what to let go of and what part of the tradition is right for you and where you want to develop and take it to the next level. And I think that, I mean, I agree with Ramaz because I have a couple of restaurants in Tbilisi and, and a bar that we own together. And I started importing natural wines from around the world, mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of foreign wines there. Obviously, a lot of people said, well, why would anyone want French, Spanish, or Italian wine in, in Georgia? And I said, well... The same reason that people in France or Italy right. or Spain want Georgian wine. I said, one, one to I want... To share an experience. I want Georgians to understand what kind of context their wine fits into a greater... And the other thing is, I was never interested in making a restaurant to promote Georgian wine. Sure. The farmer that's in the room that's working with the same ethos as us is our brother. And the big winery down the street from right. us uh, in Georgia that's using chemicals that are uh, debilitating the land and hurtful for people and making wines predictable, uh, we don't have anything in common with. Sure. So more than geography and nationality, it's the spirit and ethos that kind of has built this natural wine community. But at the same time, it doesn't mean uh, that Shota or I shouldn't be respectful or try to understand mm -hmm. why wine was made a certain way in our village and with that variety. At least we have to understand this and then we take from that what we need and want. But I was thinking back to what you said at the very beginning when mm. you were saying about each, each wine and why you like wine mm. in particular. And one of the reasons I love wine is that it's a photograph of a time and a place and a moment and a history. Photograph or even a window. Window, sure, uh, that you like can look into it. Like opening a window right. into that space. So what I like about it is the conversation that you get around a glass of wine can be about where it's from, the moment in time it was made, the cultural repercussions of like how it was made in that moment, especially when things are vintage, that you can revisit a place and taste what they were tasting, that you get to experience it even through time, what the people were drinking in that moment, which is means it's conversation. Yeah, it, it's a conversation that... 
goes beyond a culture and a whatever. It's a shared experience. It's super important. I mean, not only with people drinking. We have a lot of friends in France now that are making wine in Georgian Cuvée, and we started making, uh, for instance, pet nuts that was almost non-existent in Georgia just a few years ago. So there's been a big uh, exchange. Also, like the region that Ramaz is from, it's the wines are on the lighter, fresher, brighter acidity side. And in Soviet times, 90% of the wine came to the eastern part of the country. And most Georgians, even in the west, they think that the best wine is coming from the east. And when the French started coming, uh, a lot of Ajarians and Gurians, I know, are buying the grapes in the east and making the wine there. I'm not saying you. Uh, I think it's because they were, they were brainwashed in Soviet times to... That, that was the industry, right. was in the East. And uh, when a lot of guests from France started coming and they really respected the brightest yeah. time. We are like uh, maybe the two hours here. Um, not quite. Not quite. I know okay, time one, is ticking slowly one hours, for you. One hour, oh, half. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, God, we've been here for hours, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Can we finish already? It's, 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 <laughs> Mate, it's, 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 always, always, always it's, 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 things that works really well about this podcast is that it is a little bit fly by the seat of our pants and sometimes it means quick thinking and lucky for us we have Emily that can think quickly and make connections between things that maybe other people wouldn't make so when we were discussing what we had on hand we discussed these wines and she found a connection immediately between this producer and the, what you guys do at home and that became instantly what we were going to drink tonight because What's more obvious than drinking your wines with the winemakers? Actually, for us, it's more interesting to have you describe what you think of something else, where you think things have been, where they're going, to look at someone else's history to connect it to yours. And I think it works with the conversation we've had tonight has been a lot about what we can share from things, where our points are, what unites us, and that sometimes traditions aren't only ours. I'm so glad she answered that because she can answer. I think but he was just asking for another thank, bottle. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but I think that's why. Thank you very much. Yeah, beautiful. Um, okay, good. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm sure you're thinking, why is there only three and not four or five? But we only had three. I think it's much more interesting. Maybe for you guys to try wines that you're not always talking about, so it's not so rest. You know, like it becomes a recipe almost, where you're having to repeat the right. same things about the same wines all the time. I think it's very interesting to hear from, from producers to talk about other producers right. and wines yeah. that share a similar ethos, but actually, you know, would represent for me the same part on a wine list, but for many people, not the same. Right? Part How do you make that connection? Yeah, right. making connections where someone else might not see a connection. I want to say one thing: we are humans, and when we plant the wine or something, yeah, uh, it's an intervention in, in nature. Into the nature. Arbere we pull me bashida ragatata is 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 especially all kinds of farming is a certain level of intervention. Of course. But the question is, how can we make this small intervention without uh, spoiling the balance in nature? I totally got that. <laughs> 
I was like, yeah, that's what you're thinking. thinking. Yeah, it's like, if you're going to intervene, do it in the kindest, gentlest way. It's already an intervention. So how do you do it in the sweetest, most, that everyone is happy, the earth is happy when you're done? In a respectful way. Yeah, respectful. Sometimes it's need uh, to work with them with uh, gentle methods, sometimes uh, our sure. low methods. Uh, Shocker, it's very rude. Pretending that it's not him, but we know it's him because he just pulled it out of his pocket. It's non rude. <laughs> He's like, no one ever calls me. He's right because the nature, first of all, nature needs not our help. One thing we, we do. We destroy the nature. And uh, Rama's, what he said, uh, that's uh, like a uh, very human way. We need to be careful with nature and we need to care the nature. Less chemicals we use uh, in the soil, mm-hmm. it's uh, our plus because it means that we care the nature and uh, we need to keep it for our new generation, for our children. We all benefit Someone, from yeah. Someone uh, like uh, his great grandfather who planted that vineyard. He was caring about nature, and yes. that's why we have a clean soil in Georgia. Right, expecting that you are the caregiver of that plot. That's a re- you pass it on. Uh, that's a responsibility of the humans. Uh, mostly, the animals never hurt the, the nature. They never destroy the nature. And they just don't have the same capability that we do. Too. Yeah, they get from the nature, with, which is enough for them. Yeah. That's, uh, that's our, I think, yeah. Yeah, and that's our responsibility yeah. too as a humans. We need to take what we need really to survive and uh, to live physically and uh, with, uh, with the soul. Yeah. And How it's going to when wolf is going in the ships? Uh, when the wolf goes into the sheep herd, yeah. It, yeah. it eats as much as it wants and breaks the necks of the rest. But a uh, bear doesn't. Why? Yeah, but doesn't the wolf Why sometimes save those for later? Sure. Uh, Come on, I can't translate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're still in the interview room, Oz. Don't, don't say stuff like that. Don't change the subject. <laughs> don't say. Oh, I can't no. say. Oh my I say the, the maybe it is a thing that... Man. Don't say it. You <laughs> <laughs> say whatever you like, so, I like it. <laughs> the, the humans are going in the mountains and in, in, in the place where the wolves are living uh, natural and uh, mm-hmm. with sheep and, mm-hmm. and it makes disbalance. People shepherding in the place where and the wolves live for them is a disbalance. And right. one day wolf is coming and uh, killing, yeah. killing like maybe twenty or uh, one hundred uh, ships. Don't eat, just kill. So because go out uh, mm. from my place. So find sure. There is some other metaphors involved. I mean, I think <laughs> we, we could get mad philosophical about this stuff because I think that sometimes no, this is true. I've just finished a very interesting book about the nature of time, but sometimes the human view of all things is very myopic and we don't actually completely understand. So the idea of balance for us is very complicated to understand because we see things only in our perspective. Animals understand this innately because they just do what they do and we think about it too much. So we try to manipulate situations whereas animals are just being all the time. Yeah. For the humans, when they think about that and understand what means a balance, it's uh, never changed anything in our life. Sure. Yeah, because uh, we know that, but we never change that. Like, yeah, I mean, humans are stubborn. Yeah, so <laughs> Agreed. All, all the people are responsible for that. And we also the winemakers, but 
Uh, unfortunately, we know in Georgia winemakers who never do that, and they, they are on the yeah. opposite side. I think everywhere. But I think this yeah. is a very good opportunity yeah. to maybe wrap up. I think we're going to post a bunch of links on the Obviously. Instagram page and the Facebook page to each of the wineries so you can have a look and see what they make. I've really enjoyed sharing a bit of Beaujolais. <laughs> the, these fellas. Some of the, you know, we, we kind of, it was very stream of consciousness, but I think the thread, it was from beginning to end, totally connected to the wine, is a respect and... Heartfeltness. Uh, yeah, feeling the what came before, being grateful for it, and at the same time, not having that be a cage for you, but a springboard for creation. Absolutely, love it. So let's cheers Thank to that. Thank you, John. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Super.